You're now listening to Crypto with Kark. All right. Um, well, I'm just going to go ahead and get it started as we're kind of filtering in here. So if you got a question, um, it might be a little bit less intimidating with fewer people. So go ahead and request and we'll get you on stage and let's go. up hi sky and thanks for popping up yeah no problem sounds like there's lots of exciting things news today yeah a lot of progress which is which is good it's a it was pretty heavy work week um so it definitely was uh exhausting (laughs) um but we're (laughs) Uh, we're, we're chugging along just great, and I think uh, sentiments are pretty high, and I think that um, it's really all starting to come together now. So um, for those of you who missed the live stream, um, we are now feature complete on Eclipse in the app. Um, so we have all the core components there. Um, that was a, a big focus of work last week um, that we talked about and we've delivered. We also delivered the furnace that we said that we uh, – um, we're going to do with the, the reflections. Um, so instead of just burning, anything gets burned is now half of it gets burned, half gets reflected, which is pretty neat. Um, we also talked on the stream about lockers and how um, we are, we've really settled on exactly what we want for the lockers now. Um, so we have the contracts written up for the buy locker and the sell locker. And Mark is going to be finishing up um the reward locker this week and the reward locker is exciting because it will basically turn us into a reward token but without us actually having to have internal bnb from our liquidity or from buy or sell action or anything like that this is all revenue that's coming from our app for the swappers that we built for all of the listed tokens so when people buy tokens through the useless app a percentage of that revenue will go towards purchasing tokens and rewarding people in the reward and the reward locker. Um, so those are a couple of the big key announcements um, this week. I'm going to check my notes to see if I missed anything. Um, oh, and the the swapper has been updated so that you can arbitrage more easily. Um, so you could like buy and send to a cold wallet in one fell swoop for only eight percent total tax instead of twelve percent and two transactions. So. Um, yeah, anyway, let's, yeah, let's get some people up on stage. Um, so this is a, an AMA. Um, definitely don't want this to be a lecture. You just listen to me lecture at you. This is now the opportunity to really ask some questions um, and um, answer some things that may be burning on your mind. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to just uh, spread the link around. I'll be back in a second. Okay. I'm going to be inviting some people to speak that may be interested. If you want to get up here, um, just let me know. Let's let's get talking. Let's get the space rolling.
Um, you can also raise your hand and I'll try to invite you up if uh, you're having difficulty figuring out how to request to go up. Oh, there's a mirror. Okay, we now have uh, Amir up on stage as well. So if you want to ask Amir questions directly, he may be able to answer. I don't know if he can or not. We'll see. Yeah, I'm at the gym, so it's probably loud. <laughs> okay. But I'll, I'll, I can answer any question okay. if anyone has anything. I'll try. All right. Uh, you heard it here first. You can ask Amir direct questions while he's getting his swole on. So. <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't know, maybe explaining the, did you, what news did you drop today? Yeah, I already went over that a little bit, but I, I again, okay. for people who just popped in, I can just quickly review. Sure. Um, all right. So again, for those of you who just popped in, um, so the furnace now supports reflections, um, very shiny furnace. We think this is pretty dang innovative, um, because this is the first time that we've seen reflections triggered from outside the token tokenomics itself. So we can take a number of tokens in the furnace and reflect that directly to everyone using the traditional reflection mechanism, which is pretty neat. Um, so that's live um, now and half the tokens that you see. So if you see anything get burned through the furnace, um, just know that half of those are also going towards reflections to everyone, uh, which is pretty, pretty nifty and pretty cool. Um, also, as promised last week, app development efforts have been towards Eclipse integration. Amir, um, he's made great progress and just needs to handle some edge cases, but he's done with the core functionality on the app with Eclipse integration. Um, also, we updated the swapper to handle custom receive addresses. So this allows you to say buy and send in one transaction for lower taxes uh, to like a cold wallet or to like a deposit address for an exchange. So um, instead of buying for 8% off PancakeSwap and then you have to transfer and pay a 4% tax to the swapper, uh, you can just buy and it will automatically yeet it to your custom receive address. Um, all in one transaction, 8% tax total instead of two transactions and 12% tax. So that's pretty neat. Um, we also fixed a lot of bugs on the swapper. Um, so we'll put like little alerts in. If you put in too much BNB to sell, it'll tell you that you have an insufficient balance um, or too many tokens to sell, you have an insufficient balance. Um, it'll also just, it's a little bit better with uh, some error management and things like that. Um, so kudos to Lance for, for really putting the blood, sweat, and tears into that. We're, we're not React um, developers, um, so it's been a steep learning curve, um, while just some, some other resources are tied up in like the app and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, good progress on the swapper as well. 5% uh, of our LP, we moved into an XUSD useless pairing. And so this lays the foundation for farming rewards. Um, that's, I could go into that forever, um, but it's pretty exciting because this is another way we can build LP without having to rely on taxation on the token. So farming rewards allows you to um, inject your own liquidity and then get rewarded off of that. And so that means more likelihood we can just completely retire swap and liquefy Sally. Um, it's also means that um, 
we'll have fewer situations where the furnace is trying to build liquidity and more where the furnace is just burning, buying and burning tokens, which is good for everyone. Um, so does that mean that you can buy, also buy useless with that or? Yeah, um, so we're setting up the swapper um, to look at the liquidity pool with the best deal when you buy. So the lowest price. So you'll send it, what it will do is it will just figure out what you're doing. And with your BNB, it could, it'll convert it into um, XUSD if that's going to give you a better price and then give you tokens from that liquidity pool. Otherwise, it will just use the BNB useless liquidity pool. Um, and then the same thing when you sell, um, it wants to give you the most amount of BNB or the most amount of XUSD, like the dollar value. Um, and so it will balance automatically trans without you having to even um, know what's going on behind the scenes. It will manage multiple pools, pools effectively. Cool. Yeah. Um, and as if uh, for farming becomes pretty, pretty nifty and pretty cool, then um, we may see a migration away from, um, or we may see the liquidity in uh, XUSD outpace the liquidity growth in BNB, and that's a good signal. That means we're we're building liquidity even faster without having to use that for taxes. And so, instead of like sending tokens to the furnace and BNB to the furnace to pair liquidity, now you can instead of recycling those tokens back into circulation by injecting them back into liquidity, which is boo. Instead, you could burn those tokens, right, and reflect them to everyone. Like that's cool. Um, and instead of using the BNB where half of it is spent on pairing into liquidity, now full buybacks, the full power of the BNB that we put in there going towards buybacks. So yeah, it would be, it'd be pretty nice, um, if this experiment pays out pretty well, but yeah, long and short, it lays the foundation for farming rewards. And that would be, um, just implemented right there as a tab in the D app, um, for you to get set up with farming rewards. That's cool. And then I think I heard or saw Mark say somewhere that like also um, that XUS, did I say XUSD, is that what I'm saying right? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that that what could potentially provide like more stability to the LP in the future because it won't yeah. be like volatile like BNB is, right? Yeah, so XUSD is a type of stablecoin. It's a surge stablecoin. Uh, it has very, very low taxes. Um, we're talking like 0.25%. So it's not like a typical surge token that you may have seen with like surge USD or surge ETH or surge BTC. Um, this is designed for liquidity operations and for farming. Um, so this is just a collaboration with us and the surge team. Um, to figure out a good way to have a, we could just have a BUSD or USDT um, liquidity. Um, but what this does is this allows for us to implement farming relatively easy without having us to go in and build out an entire separate infrastructure for it. So XUSD already has all the farming capabilities built into it. Um, and it just takes, uh, yeah, there's, there's small transaction taxes that happen um, via liquidity and it rewards the liquidity holders, uh, the people who are injecting the liquidity. 
So if you inject liquidity into XUSD, and um, as money moves around, um, you gain XUSD rewards over time. And so that incentivizes people to inject their own liquidity into useless. That's the idea and the goal behind it. Um, so we're gonna see how effective that is. Um, if it's not effective, then it's something we can easily roll back because XUSD, all that, all that in liquidity is when you sell XUSD, you get BUSD in return. So it's, uh, it's definitely tied to the dollar. Um, so that grants more stability because if you have, uh, let's say that BNB drops down to $300, our price would drop almost in half. Yeah. Wow. So if we had half of our liquidity in XUSD, um, if BNB were to have in price, then our price, instead of dropping down to dropping in half, it would drop down on, uh, a quarter. So that's what's really think about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause your price is a combination of all your liquidity pools. Each liquidity pool has its own price. Um, and as the price in one liquidity pool drops, then um, our swapper would just bounce between the, the liquidity pool that's giving you the best deal, so. Heck yes, that's pretty big. It's gotta be yeah. questions down there. Anyone have yeah. any questions you wanna come up and ask? Everyone's so quiet today. So you've just been doing all this crazy innovating. That's why we haven't seen you too much this week. <laughs> you've yeah, been hiding I've, in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been around. My hours are pretty late in the evening, um, just because I work nine to five, and then I have family stuff until late. Um, but then I stay up late and sacrifice sleep. So, you know, I'm here, but we're working um, a lot in DMs, private channels, um, just trying to get this stuff done without a lot of hoopla and interruption. Um, or I'll be on voice calls for hours and hours and hours as we just kind of work through um, issues that seem to be most pressing. So it's just, um, gosh, if you, if you envy the idea of running your own token someday, I'm telling you, it's hard. It's definitely a job. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not saying this to be like, woe is me or whatever, but um it's just a, it goes to show the amount I think of commitment that this team has. There's so many people that are volunteering their time, energy, and effort towards this. And it's real, you know, it's exciting and it's humbling to see these people putting hours and hours and hours and a week into this and expecting um, or knowing that there's very little in return, at least that we can give them right now. Um, but it's more for the project. It's more for the vision and the goal of, of useless for DeFi. You know, um, so it's it, it's very neat to see. We got a lot of really good people in this community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's so much exciting things coming up. I feel like every week <laughs> you guys have some new innovative thing to bring out to everyone, and that's so cool. You're always moving with the space. Well, thank you. And I think um, it's important, too, to show that we are releasing these things, right? Um, so we are um, like the furnace is out there now. Um, 
the contracts. You can see the contracts for Eclipse. I posted that in the channel last night. Um, so you can go through and poke through the Eclipse code, the Eclipse contracts. You know, there's like, there's several Eclipse contracts out there right now. Um, so you can go poke around and see how they're set up, how they work if you're into the technical weeds on it. Um, and you'll, you'll probably see us interacting and playing with them. Oh, I do want to give just kind of a warning. Um, Eclipse, as we launch it initially, is going to be in a beta phase, and we will likely do a reset of tokens sent to the Eclipse contract. So the rankings initially don't matter that much. It's more of just for um, proof of concept as we, uh, we go through. And if we need to relaunch the Eclipse platform with additional features or fixes or anything like that, uh, we'd, we'd hate to have um, a bunch of tokens that you spent on an Eclipse contract just uh, fizzle. So just food for thought. Um, I'll, I'll announce that more once um, you see the Eclipse actually operating within the app. Um, but I've seen um, some of the mockups and renders that Amir has sent over, and it's looking, it's looking pretty good. Most of this is back-end. Well, not backend, but it's more wiring up with the, uh, the, the smart contracts in the right way and reading the right data. Um, so it will look relatively similar, but behind the hood, there's a lot going on in interaction with the blockchain. And um, getting this to all work without it being through some centralized server, which is really cool. So we could, for example, like do all our rankings internally with a database. And that would be easy. Um, but we like to do things the hard way. And so all these rankings, everything that we're set up here is all blockchain. Um, that makes it open. It makes it transparent. It makes it fair. And yes, we will have our own Eclipse contract competing with everyone else so that we're not just, you know, hard coding um, a handicap. So we're at the top of the list or something like that. Um, when Eclipse is fully realized, we will be competing along with everyone else. Yeah, that's awesome. Got one tap on stage now. So oh, nice. Well, hello. How are you today? I'm well. You guys should check your G your DMs. <laughs> Discord is blown up, actually, with some really good questions. And uh, I wanted to shoot those questions up to you guys. Yeah. And uh, see, uh, yeah, just get a little... A little dissertation on on some of them. Uh, one of the, the first ones um, I asked actually are are there any other plans to incorporate like other blue chips or stable coins into the new liquidity pool treasury that was created with the new shiny furnace? That was question number one. So go with that one. Okay. Yeah, we're um, we had uh, some brief discussion on it last night with Mark on um, that we could have our liquid our furnace updated to inject liquidity between multiple pools um, or into a preferred pool. And so right now, because XUSD is, um, we're experimenting with it right now, um, we are still sticking with BNB for now. However, that doesn't preclude the possibility that if um, farming is a big success and um, there's not any major issues with multiple liquidity pools and things like that, um, and it's transparent to everyone, then um, we could just start pairing XUSD liquidity instead. Um, and that would make us completely independent 
eventually on the price action from BNB. We always will. We have tokens locked up for years. But the way that our token works is that liquidity crowds out other liquidity. So as you inject more and more liquidity, it's kind of like shares. Like say I started a company and there's a thousand shares. And then every week I add a hundred shares. Um, well, over years, that initial thousand shares doesn't mean much when you're talking about tens of thousands of shares. So it's a similar thing with liquidity. Um, as you continue to add liquidity to the pool, the LP tokens are like new shares of that pool that are generated. And it gives you a percentage of ownership over the entire liquidity pool. And so over time, um, whatever preferred liquidity pool or maybe multiple liquidity pools that we, we use um, are, uh, um, are things that will crowd out the old liquidity. I kind of like a balance personally. I like about a 50-50 because I think that um, we want, it's kind of like when Bitcoin moves, Ethereum moves, when Ethereum moves, you know, BNB moves and all the other tokens move along with that. Um, you know, crypto, crypto bull runs, crypto winners, you know, they kind of all follow each other. So if people, um, I think people inherently like sometimes the fact that if BNB is going on a tear, that all the tokens that they're invested in also are doing well. Um, so I, I recognize that, but I also think we need to mitigate risk. So I think half and half is actually a pretty good balance to where you still have some up and down swing based off of BNB, but um, you want some stability compared to the dollar so that if it just tanks, you're not screwed. You got a decent sized liquidity pool backed by uh, the US dollar. Right. So essentially, uh, if we're looking at it uh, from a macro, right, the U, we'll use the US Treasury as sort of a thing here, but, you know, it's backed by gold and silver and platinum. There's a bunch of different assets in there. And as they all raise and lower in price, right, it, the more diversification of assets you can have that back that asset, the better off you are uh, for the stability um, and sort of the price floor for what the dollar can be worth, but it's, it's sort of along that same line. If I've kind of, uh, kind of boiled it down. Um, the next question was a good one, but, uh, it says, is there a way we could choose our own reward or in King of the Hill it on locker rewards? So like the locker rewards, is there a way, uh, will there be functionality for people to choose what rewards they would like to be issued? No, that's a good idea, and it is one that we have thought about and talked about um, because I like, B, me personally, I like BUSD rewards. Um, other people I've talked about, and they're like, why don't we just make, you know, it buybacks useless and rewards people with useless, you know? Um, and some people are like, well, let's do King of the Hill or um, let's uh, have it spread out so maybe it's, uh, um, you know, like the top three or top five or something like that. Um, so I'm amenable. I think um, it depends on how the contract is set up ultimately. So the technical limitations, I'll be working with Mark this week on that. And that is one thing that I will keep in consideration as we're developing that contract, uh, the reward locker, uh, the possibility of being able to select which reward you want. And I think it's totally doable because we're just going to be pooling um, BNB that we can then um, purchase other tokens with. And so uh, maybe when you claim, you might be able to decide what you want to claim. And maybe King of the Hill is the default. 
but there could be other things like maybe BUSD or um, or useless rewards could also be an option. Beautiful. Um, absolutely. Love that. Okay, next one. I, that's great. Next one uh, is some of the crypto transactions are an accounting nightmare. I realize we're just learning to push the wheelbarrow, but what are uh, but are there future plans to make reporting and personal accounting easier? I don't think that this is a useless problem. I think this is more of a just crypto regulation in general, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, yeah, well, here there be dragons, right? Um, if I talk about long-term roadmap items, um, I risk people getting hyped and excited about something that we're evaluating or looking into or is something that will cross our cross that bridge when we get to it. And so on the horizon, um, we want to eventually, this is me setting very clear expectations, right? We want to eventually, when we're in a really good spot with the app um, and it's out and it's about, and we're building and iterating features, one of the premium level features that we want to do is tax management. Um, it's a great opportunity to do that because You'd have all your wallets, hopefully, in one place. Um, we would be an aggregator of all of your wallets and all of your assets. And from that, um, we may be able to partner with someone or maybe build our own tool that would, as a premium feature, allow for tax management of your transactions and your assets. However, this is right now um, purely ideation and something, you know, we want to handle this someday. So we're not actively working on it. Um, but it is something that I think would fit well into the useless ecosystem, um, maybe six months down the road. Beautiful. And I think um, clearly a lot of people have entered into DeFi, right? And entered into crypto just starting this year um, with the explosive nature of what has happened over the last year. Uh, I, I think that uh, as the tax bill comes due, so to speak, uh, there will be a lot of revelation that this is a problem. And I think that uh, a lot of people don't understand there is a problem until it becomes a big one, right? So uh, just you being able to look ahead and say, hey, this this is something that is going to be an issue here later on. And we're already kind of thinking of ways to mitigate that. Is it, It's a huge thing uh, for, for anything. So um, even well, if it's still an yeah, ideation, right? It's still that there's that thought that we're already kind of looking at it, you know? Well, and, and I think it goes to show that there's a difference between our vision and our roadmap um, and that we want to think far ahead into the future, but we don't want to just focus on the future, right? We want to focus on the things that need to be done here and now, but we need to have a direction, right? We need to be able to steer the ship. The ship is big and, you know, you turn the, you know, you, you turn the helm and it um, takes a while to turn sometimes. And, so we're going in this particular direction. We want to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Um, and one of the things that is really important to this app and its future is that we do have premium features ultimately available. Um, and this will help with monetization down the road. So uh, things that could justify like $5 a month expenditure or holding 100 million useless in your wallet or something like that to unlock premium features. Um, so these are things that we're, we're thinking about and talking about how, uh, what value can we bring to the useless crypto app um, above and beyond what we're promising to everyone to be accessible and free always. 
and tax um, handling tax issues um, and generating tax forms or partnering with some sort of um, tax entity that will take on that liability, that kind of thing, are all things that I think would be a premium feature that would justify an expenditure like that. Um, and also it would uh, sort of work hand in glove too if you have a large amount, right? So if you are a holder of a lot of it, clearly you're going to need some tax guidance. So that's phenomenal. Love that answer. Uh, the next one was how does a, multi-sig, a multi-party SIG LLC create assurance for investors? Can't it just be used as a corporate veil? Are there other LLCs or corps, multiple corporate veils involved in the corporate structure overall? No. Um, so the cool thing that we have here is being kind of in the intersection between creating a corporate entity and being on the blockchain is that we have full tra- transparency of finances. Um, there's, uh, there's no, there is the concept of the corporate veil, but the corporate veil is more um, in terms of, uh, of liability for um, non-criminal type situations. Um, but yeah, if there's any fraud or any criminal liability, uh, that corporate veil gets pierced and it gets pierced aggressively. So um, there's, there's nothing hiding. The whole reason we have um, an, a corporation is so that we can, well, for one, um, create structure and con- um, control mechanisms for how we handle our multi-sig. So there's clear ownership of the, of the multi-sig wallet as belonging to um, an LLC that's registered in the state of Utah. That's important. Um, and then additionally, there's language in the founding articles of the corporation that specify that only directors can have access to the multi-signature wallet. So um, if, if we break our own rules, then um, we, we get in trouble, right? Um, so that, that's important as well. So we're setting uh, a very the reason we're doing this we didn't we, nobody asked us to do this this actually started because as the uh, reddit community manager for safemoon a lot of the fud that came about um, was around um, ownership of assets what they can do with these assets um, the uh, the the trail the paper trail of how these assets are managed and there's a couple things that I wanted to do to really make sure that not one person could just run away with liquidity or one person could run away with, um, with assets that were donated because a lot of crypto projects do that, um, that fail. They'll have, uh, they may have a lot of docs people that be like, yeah, we got like, you know, 10 docs people. Yeah, let's go. And then there's a shady developer who's never been doxed and he's actually the person that has all the purse strings and then they get robbed blind by, uh, undoxed anonymous developer that they've been working with. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess, you know, that's an issue. Um, <laughs> and so ours is a bit different because beha- being behind a multi-signature wallet, behind a corporate entity of only people that we know who they are and live in the United States and follow under the same jurisdiction, then we can control those assets with an iron fist. And it would require a majority of directors to move anything and to interact with the contract in any way. So the contract is owned by the multi-signature wallet. We can't interact with the contract. We can't change taxes unless it's a majority of directors of the LLC. Right. So So that level of accountability that sort of transcends other projects that have 
um, really no accountability. It's one developer that holds all the keys to it. But in here, it's like a, a nuclear launch code, right? You have to have multiple people kind of pushing the button at the same time. Yeah, and we have a we have two multi-signature wallets. One is um, for all the corporate-owned assets um, and donations, and this is where we'll stockpile money and donations for like an exchange listing or an audit or things like that. Um, and we'll also have all of the unlocked LP tokens. They accrue in that multi-signature wallet. And then when we get to around um, 25 to 30% of our liquidity is unlocked in that wallet, well, it's not unlocked because it's behind the multi-sig. So it's behind at least one layer of security. Um, but we still take an additional measure and we still um, lock it um, for at least a year um, once it hits that threshold. So definitely multiple layers of security. This is extremely important to us. We use the, uh, the Gnosis multi-sig. Um, we are sending transactions back and forth all the time. Um, and it's sometimes a big pain in the butt, to be honest with you. Um, we're purposely gimping our ability to be as responsive sometimes as we want to be with our funds uh, because we have to get the right people on the call and to push the, the to sign the transaction. So, um, but to me, it's critically important that no one asks us to do this. We're demonstrating um, and we're setting up systems of trust because it's not enough, in my opinion, for any token, let alone us, right, to say, oh, just trust us. We're trustworthy, right? Um, no, the best way to prove you're trustworthy is to build systems of trust um, so that even if you were to break your word, um, there's nothing that you could do about it. And so that's what I wanted to do is create a system to where even if every word out of my mouth was a lie, which it's not, but if it was, um, our assets are still safe. The contract is still safe. Um, anything donated is still safe. The LP is still safe. That's critically important to me um, that you don't have to trust us, that you can just trust the process. And that makes it a lot easier to have trust in us. I love that because like you do hear about projects where it's like one dev went rogue and like rugged it and uh, you guys can't have that happen, which is really cool. Yeah. Okay. That phenomenal. That's, that's a great, it, it, yeah, good. The next one is uh, somebody asked when can projects apply? How do projects apply? When can they list? What's the, expected date or time of uh, when the King of the Hill or the Eclipse contracts uh, will be ready for deployment. Yeah, so um, right now we are listing any token that uses useless as part of its ecosystem for free. Um, and we can uh, do that right now in the background and when Eclipse goes live, um, then we will uh, we'll have that go live. Now, again, I want to do a beta version of Eclipse um, for at least a week or two to where we just really ideate and think through anything we need to add or change. Um, so I'm not solic heavily soliciting listings right now until that beta process is complete. I do think we have a... No, we do have a couple people lined up already who have expressed interest. Um, but yeah, if you include useless in your ecosystem, uh, you get listed for free. Um, if we 
um, have a good relationship, um, then we'll, we'll definitely list at a discount, especially early on um, as we're a little early in the process. Um, it's going to be a lot cheaper than where we ultimately will plan to have it. So um, when things are going steady and we start getting um, listing requests, um, right now we're looking at anywhere between three and five BNB to list. Um, and that will help fund operations for, um, it'll be, it'll be split uh, between the furnace and between um, uh, uh, the corporate multi-sig for marketing purposes and development operations, things like that. Um, but, but yeah, um, right now you can list, we can create an eclipse contract for you right now. If you use Zeus as part of your ecosystem, if you want to pay for it, you can come to us right now. Uh, we don't have the D app up and running yet, but we are planning on not having the D app as a blocker. And so we would just accept payment, um, as a donation to our corporate multi-sig, and then we would just create the listing contract for you. Um, so right now you can create an Eclipse contract. Uh, that's totally cool. And you'll show up in the app um, as soon as that release goes out. Um, Amir, um, I don't want to hold Amir to any deadlines um, just because uh, he's he has a lot of real life things that are happening um, today and this week. So um, I'll let him speak for that. But I'll just say when it's, um, when it's out there, um, anybody who wants to list now can get listed now. That's exciting. Does anyone in the audience have any questions? Lots of cool stuff being talked about today. I think we got all the ones on uh, Discord answered. Fantastic. Um, I'll jump down and leave room for somebody else. All right. No, there's there's room if you want to stay. Okay. Fine, yeah. But... <laughs> At least... At least we could talk to you if nobody else wants to jump up here. Yeah. Um, and, and again, feel free. Um, even if you uh, want to type it out onto Discord in the main chat, if you're not comfortable jumping up in front of a bunch of people, um, go in and type it in there. Um, it seems to be a thing with our community is we got a lot of lurkers. And I love that. You know, um, I'm glad that you guys are um, actively engaged in listening and figuring out kind of like what we're doing. So even if you don't jump up here, I appreciate yeah, it. We got a great one here. Actually, somebody posted, I, I said, any, any further ones and somebody jumped on discord and said, uh, said, I have raised this issue with the X surge ecosystem with increasing layers of complexity. Um, for example, useless surge, useless surge, useless farm. There's a need for planning tools to help holders make decisions regarding when or if to buy, sell, transfer, redeem, hold. Specifically, we need to be reminded of fees associated with each move. Is there any way that could be integrated into the D app? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think it's something that ultimately will come to a head as we keep building our ecosystem. We need to think through um, the complexity and the overhead of the ecosystem as a whole. Um, love it or hate it, Google does something very similar. Um, and Google is known for killing projects. So they'll start something, they'll work with it for a while, and then if it doesn't gain the traction that they're hoping for, then they're going to retire it. And it's not to be jerks, right? They do it because they understand that if there's too much complexity in their ecosystem or too many things that they're providing, um, that people become confused. It appears chaotic. And so uh, the idea is for them to consolidate their offerings into um, 
chunks that people would most gravitate towards. And I get that. And so um, it's a similar thing here at Useless is that there's, there's a lot of cool innovation things that are happening that we talk about, um, but it's complicated. And I mean, I'm, I'm at the helm of this and I'm doing this like for hours a day and managing, you know, all the internal communications of this. And there's a lot going on. And it's sometimes hard for me to keep up with all the possibilities and what we can do and the, the decisions and the directions we're taking. And I can only understand how difficult it could be for a community to look at all these things and be like, well, what does it mean? And so to that, I feel it's critically important that the swapper, the D app that we have is the, um, is the go-to user interface for managing useless and managing useless in the ecosystem. So if you want to buy, sell, send, you do it there. If you want to um, turn your, your useless into search useless, you can do it there. Um, if you want to lock your tokens, you click on the lock tab and there's your three options for how you lock right there. Um, buy tax-free, get rewards over a period of time or sell tax-free. Um, and then finally, um, there's going to be some things that are seamlessly built into the app, like um, limit buys and limit sells um, that will uh, be relatively intuitive within the D app. And if you have a desire for some of these more advanced features, it's not intimidating in the context of the D app. You know, you click on the buy tab and then you see like, oh, I want to do a limit buy. And then you can put a what price and what amount. And boom, you're good. Um, same thing with a cell. You know, oh, do you want to do a limit cell? Well, click the checkbox, and then now you can put in that information. It will guide you through the process. As far as the lockers go, I absolutely agree um, that lockers are um, limiting it to three and saying no more, no less um, is is a good idea. And buy, hold, and sell is kind of the way the lockers are are kind of marketed. So um, it should be intuitive enough for people to understand. And we do want to give warnings as people unlock tokens, um, what tax they'll be paying and things like that. So absolutely agree um, that if you leave the lockers, you need to be aware of the tax impact and um, where you are in that process, 100%. So uh, that is planned features that we are looking to building into the app. Um, yeah, uh, someone wrote in Discord. So when you redeem your lock tokens, your earlier redemption fee will be X. Yes, um, any unlock functionality that we build into the DApp will have what tax you're paying um, and that it's an early redemption fee, absolutely. So um, that, that is really, really important. Um, otherwise, people could get um, in a situation where they don't understand why they're paying more in taxes or um, things like that. So you go into the D app right now and you click on buy and you type in more than 10 BNB, you're going to see the tax go down dynamically. Um, it'd be a very similar thing in the locker. When you unlock, you'll see what tax you will unlock at. Um, and then finally farming and things like that, um, that would probably be again, um, something that would be its own separate tab. Um, I'll have to think through how the UI will work with farming as well. And again, I'm not 100% set that we're going to go down the farming route. We're still experimenting with it. Um, and there may be a way to combine farming with some of the lockers. I'm not sure yet. Um, so we'll, 
um, we'll think about it. Awesome. Um, so we've got two, we got like a two parter there. I think you probably see them too. One of them, uh, you mentioned in the lockers with the eclipse, uh, the reflections would be in the, the eclipse leader, uh, or would you be able to choose off of a different list of eclipse competitors? And I think you kind of already kind of skipped off of that, um, that that's, uh, still being looked at, but the other one says what other projects are currently in the useless ecosystem? Uh, in the solar system of, uh, of useless right now. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first part, uh, just to reiterate, um, right now the plan is to reward in King of the Hill by default. However, I think it would be good to have an option to choose other reward tokens, um, such as BUSD or useless. I don't think we should probably have it be more than that. Um, we want to incentivize people to become King of the Hill. Good, love that. Um, and it's wor a worst-case scenario, if it's BUSD, then you can go out and buy your tokens with the BUSD you get for whatever you want. So um, that gives you flexibility. But we want people to fight for that top spot. So, um, And we want to attract tokens to our app by saying, if you list with us, you can be part of this competition, and the king of the hill will be the reward token of choice. And... Um, and the higher up you are on the list, the greater visibility, things like that. So um, what was that second part of that question that uh, you asked? What other projects are part of the useless solar system right now? Um, I guess without having to mention partnerships, right? Because there's, uh, it kind of gets you into some muddy waters, right? If you're, uh, you know, calling out other different projects. But um, what are some of the other projects that, useless is kind of working hand in hand with at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, I can give you just kind of a broad overview of kind of where we are, where we plan on going. So um, the primary focus is our mobile app, the useless crypto app. This is the uh, bread and butter. It is our main flagship. It is our main product. It is how we expect to generate the most amount of revenue for the dividends and distributions of reward tokens, um, also as a primary way to help fund our operations. Um, and also one of the primary ways we're gonna fund our furnace for buybacks and, and reflection and burn and things like that. So the app is our primary goal. Um, it's the primary piece in our ecosystem. Um, there are um, other things floating around out there that I can make a point of. Um, one are the, the lockers, right? So the lockers are upcoming. They're not here yet, but they're coming. So you'd have a buy locker, a reward locker, a sell locker. Um, we also have the, the swapper. Um, so the swapper gives us side tokenomics um, to where we, instead of paying regular tokenomics, we pay side tokenomics. So you can do things like the gradient swapper, you know, buy large amounts of BNB for a tax dis of useless for a tax discount. Um, also the arbitrage, being able to send tokens, um, you buy it off PancakeSwap and send it over to a cold, a hard wallet or a, uh, um, a deposit address for an exchange. Um, so that's all part of our ecosystem. Um, and you're going to have, um, we have some things that are collaborations with other tokens that aren't necessarily like directly part of our ecosystem. So that can include things like um, SafeEarn, you know, giving um, rewards and use uh, useless if you stake SafeEarn. 
um, or vault having um, surge useless as a reward token, which surge useless then goes out and purchases useless, right? So there's there's a bunch of other tokens that are out there, um, including flavors as well. Um, that is temporarily, I um, they'll temporarily drip reward tokens and things like that um, for a period of time for for exposure or marketing and things like that to their user base. So um, that's kind of a big thing. Um, gosh, I know I'm forgetting stuff because there's just so much. <laughs> um, hold on a second. I need to actually go pop into the leadership channel real quick and just like look at some of the stuff that we are doing. Oh yeah. Um, uh, bridges are on our horizon. Um, so we want to figure out a way to get bridged into Ethereum. Um, that's important to us, but it's been kind of on hold for a while um, because P networks is changing up their infrastructure um, to allow for any token to create a bridged um, version um, as opposed to uh, uh, just specific tokens that um, they select. So when they're done with that, then we could get a bridged version into Ethereum and that could be good for adoption because um, some people have difficulty getting Ethereum. Um, does that answer most of your questions? There's a lot. Yeah, I think you actually. There's a went, lot there. I think you actually went a little over the answer, and that's never a bad thing, right? So that's that's actually super helpful. Um, there was another quick question I just saw a little higher up. That was a uh, somebody was actually asking what are or if there are plans um, to do any sort of marketing in Indonesia, or um, maybe you can expand on that to other different language barriers. Um, that might have a problem translating exactly what the financial aspects of what like the furnace and our solar system are doing. Um, yeah. Ready, go. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's, that's a great question as well. And I think that um, internationalization is, um, is a good problem to have. So if you have uh, a need that's growing to where people are like, I want to start getting this in this language or that language, um, that's a good spot to be. So um, as, as typical, I think for a lot of businesses, they'll start out uh, primarily in, um, in their, their native language or, or common shared language. Um, and English is our, our primary language here at Useless. And so um, we'll, we'll build all of the things that we could possibly build out in English primarily first and foremost. Um, and then as the need starts to arise for internationalization and translation, um, then we cross that bridge when it becomes a pain point. And so it's a good sign if we have growing pain points and the desire for internationalization into other languages. Um, I think that's great. Um, it is a significant amount of effort to do those types of things. Um, but I think that as appropriate that we will translate and work on internationalization if there is a, um, a swelling demand for it. However, um, just due to our resource constraints, um, we can't accommodate every other language out there. Um, and so, I mean, that's unfortunate. It's just an, an incredible Herculean amount of work that goes into full internationalization um, for like, you know, the top, you know, 10, 20 languages. It's, it's a ton. No, you're right. And so I think the other half of it too, is that there's such a, there's such a deep understanding, right. That needs to take place in order to be able to translate it because mm -hmm. the last thing you want is something lost in translation. Right. So there's, you translate something and there's an expectation that it does X, but in reality it does Y just because the understanding 
wasn't there to begin with, right? So that's that's a, another hurdle that kind of needs to be conquered at the same time too, is finding somebody not only that speaks that language, but that has a kind of depth of understanding as to what's going on here, because this is pretty deep financial like things that are that are happening and the mechanics, literally the way the engine runs here is so different to everything else that it's not just you know green money make go burr we there really needs to be some uh, core understanding about what's going on with what these interactions with these contracts do and there needs to be no lost in translation or no telephone game going on beyond that right i mean that's equally important well and and i think uh one of the um i definitely want to unlock um you know, like the Indonesian market um, in terms of like language barriers and things like that. Uh, same with um, like the the um, certain Asian markets, right? Um, I think uh, the Korea market, for example, I think is uh, is relatively untapped. And so we, what we have to think through marketing on a global scale now. Um, that's going to become more and more of a concern as our uh, holdership grows and becomes um, more diversified. And we want to chase certain markets. You know, we can create initiatives for ones that we pull out or we find um, show the most promise. So I can't make any promises on what that's going to look like. I can't tell you um, when or where um, and our, what our strategy for that is going to look like. Uh, so it, again, it's more of um, it's a good problem to have. It's a scalability issue. It, it's about opening new markets. I think it's uh, it's important and we need to do it right. Uh, but it is something that I think is a growing concern and I welcome it. Um, if you know someone who is uh, excellent at translation um, and is interested in being um, in, in helping with those internationalization efforts, um, then send them our way. However, um, based off of polling data that we take, um, figuring out where people, where our holders actually live and what they speak and that kind of thing is also going to drive a lot of these decisions. So I want to accommodate everyone, um, but just resource time management, we, we can't. And so please be patient with us as we, uh, uh, as, as we continue to grow, we'll try to ratchet up our internationalization efforts, um, but we'll have to do that um, in a smart way. Any other questions? Um, looks like uh, looks like we got most of them here. Um, somebody asked about the metaverse, but um, I think that that's just so still in its infancy, um, trying to pull all of the minds around how that begins and ends and what that looks like moving forward. I think that might be a little too bit of a early call to make now, but definitely to me anyways, it looks interesting. Um, what the uh, they're asking what the integration into the metaverse might look like or if there are any plans as of right now to uh, move useless into the metaverse uh, no plans as of yet um, but you uh, if you want to talk about it we can take that offline so. yeah I'm, I'm still clueless to it so I, I don't I don't have a horse in the race so to speak yeah. The metaverse um, is really fun. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely something I think that we'll evaluate and look into. I just can't commit or, or comment much more on it than that. So, for sure. Does anybody in the audience have any questions? I don't think we've had a single person pop up and ask no. a question. That's that's like a new record. No, I feel like I don't know. I'd be willing to do like a a useless giveaway for the best question, maybe two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants to jump up and ask a question, uh, I'll do a, I'll do a giveaway if we get a good one. <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll make people people braver. I'm sure there's questions. You dropped a lot of cool info today. Oh, well, oh you got there they, here they go. <laughs> <laughs> Just like any good problem, throw enough money at it and it gets solved. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. What's How's your that question? <laughs> hey, JY. Oh, yeah, hey, you can, can ask you a question. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm driving. So sorry if I'm kind of choppy. So with the pairing of the liquidity pool with uh, with X useless or surge useless, will it show up on like CMC and we'll get to get prices on our charts and like trust wallet and so forth? So that is a primary concern that I have, honestly, um, is that I I already talked with bogged and bogged whitelists um, only certain tokens to show up as liquidity pools. Um and I haven't talked with PooCoin yet on what they do um, or DexGuru or any of those other kind of more blockchain providers. Um, so I want to see, it, uh, for one, where it does propagate and where it doesn't. Um, but I'm a little bit less concerned about that um, if we do have the ability to seamlessly, um, behind the scenes, utilize that uh, liquidity pool with the swapper without it... Um, uh, having to actually set up that parent. So for example, like buying, if XUSD gives you the best price, um, then it would buy off that pool trans, uh, just just completely um, autonomously without any interaction on your part. And so uh, it is a concern. It is something that I'm paying close attention to, and I'm going to try to work with different um, providers to see if they can get XUSD um, as part as uh, maybe in in our case, you know, throw some money at them or something to be like, look, can you just please throw the XUSD pairing up on there? Um, we'll be quite pleased if you do. Um, so that's why it's an experiment. That's why we're testing out the waters to see where we go with it. However, if we decide to keep using it, even if it doesn't show up as a liquidity pool on price elsewhere, um, the swapper interaction um, should be able to at least inter interact with that liquidity pool, even if people aren't even aware of it, which is kind of cool. Awesome, thanks. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying to farm some uh, X-Surge and useless. So keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. All right, thanks. That's awesome. Does anybody else want to <laughs> try their hand at a question? Oh, sorry, I muted everyone. That was an accident. <laughs> wow. You guys are going to make it really easy for JY. You're going to try and force all of our lurkers. How do we, uh, 
hedges out here. I, I want the lurkers to come chill with us. We're not scary. <laughs> no, no, no. I li- I like it. No, we we can. This is this is good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want us to entice anyone else to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been winning by default my entire life. You know, someone say I'm I'm useless. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we got Calico up here. Calico is actually one of my real life friends. So, how's it? Hello. Hey, Calico. What's oh, is up? it working? Yeah, it's working. You got a question, oh, awesome. man? Yeah, yeah. First time uh, <laughs> asking a question here. Just I was just got getting that swapper. Uh, tool looking at it through my safe pal and it says uh i need to approve it for the sell send or surge but i don't know how to do that it doesn't show me to approve it. uh there should be an approve button in the bottom right yeah it's it's blacked out and i can't touch anything so i didn't know if there's something on my end that i'm not doing right or oh um i will talk with lance it may be a bug okay because the buy everything looks like i can work on the buy it's just the sell and everything that I have to that approve button is, I just making sure I wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> no, um, so we launched this late last night um, or early morning, um, and you may have identified a bug. So uh, I will immediately go look at that. So okay, perfect. That's the only question I had. All right, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just giving you a time. What's that? I didn't even hear you. I said, why are you even looking at a sell button on useless? What are you doing? No, I was actually wanting, trying to <laughs> figure out the, uh, more so the uh, staking or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the, all this talk about the BUSD and I didn't know if that's part of the staking thing or. Oh, yeah. Or has, I, don't, has I don't really know what all that search is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no. So staking is in, is not out yet. Um, so Mark is going to be creating a farm for useless. And then um, we'll need to build into the D app a few things. So we'll need to build in the intelligent buy and sell on best pricing. And we're going to need to create the D app tab along with how to inject and also redeem, um, pull out your, uh, your staked liquidity. So Okay. Okay, let's wait then. Yep. Uh, but we literally just announced this today that it's coming. So oh, great. Hey, just getting too gung ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you got got the bug in me now. <laughs> All right, and now oh, I'm going to no, go. Through... Go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm going through and creating a custom wallet right now to see if I can uh, reproduce that bug. Uh, you should be able to hit proof. It's important. Okay. Ah, you found a bug. Um, cool. Let me know your uh, Discord name, dude. I'll give you a little bit of a bug bounty. Uh, I'll have to figure out how to find that. I'll send it to you, Clark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say though, uh, of all of my friends that I've gotten into crypto, Calico's been the most present in like trying to learn. Stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, after I uh, didn't know the contract changed on the other one you told me about, then I'm kind of uh, <laughs> making sure I stay up alert and get all the notifications early so I don't get screwed over again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely good to be in things like this and learn about the project. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people always complaining about, well, I didn't know this or I didn't know that, but they don't ever check in to any of the uh, socials for like weeks at a time, so they're getting mad at the token and the developers and stuff, so that's kind of not really, it's on them to do that, do their own research and stay on top of things. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I was able to reproduce the bug. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for that. Um, no one else has informed us of that issue yet. So, um, fortunately, it's only on cells, so that won't hurt our chart. I'm kidding. No, but really, <laughs> I don't want people to feel like they're locked out of the uh, the cell process. So, um, especially on new new wallets. So, so thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. No worries. I thought maybe it'd be like if you click the cell button, then it'll pop up and be like, "Did you mean buy?" And then you say no, and then are you sure you don't want to buy? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keep no, that, that, that wasn't the intention. Well, what we did, um, one of the reasons we were messing around with some of the buttons because when you, um, we had it so you could click accept even if you didn't have the right quantity of BNB in, or even if you had a bad address or something like that. So we got it so that it'll only show the accept button if you have everything working properly. But I guess that extended over to the approve. And because we were testing with a bunch of approved wallets, we didn't see the issue. So Okay. Well, um, cool. Perfect. Guy wants to make it like canceling a Sirius XM subscription. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to not sell? <laughs> I'm going to see if there's a workaround that I can get. Um, let's go. Ah, no, I can't. Okay, yeah, this is definitely an issue. Cool. Well, I will fix this ASAP. We'll have this fixed this afternoon. Um, we'll get that pushed out um, in the next couple hours. So, thanks. Perfect. You're welcome. And, yeah, if anything else happens, um, you guys see any bugs or concerns or anything like that, just let me know, and uh, we'll, we'll take care of it. New question came in from Discord. This is the fun one to tackle. Uh, it is um, Admir Admirable Wren says, it sounds like with complexity rising, we should probably not be buying or selling via direct contract interaction anymore. Thoughts? Um, so, yeah, if with direct contract interaction, are you talking about like uh, um, through PancakeSwap? Is that what you mean? So it's sort of being answered in discord as we speak um buying and selling through the d app does most definitely benefit everybody more it takes more advantage of using our furnace um th things of that nature but i don't i'm not sure if he's actually talking about going to bsc scan connecting your wallet through the web3 and then initiating one of the functions on the contract through that if that's what he's talking about um oh Okay, so sending BNB to the contract address. So, yeah, there okay, we go, there we go. All for right. one, I want to make I want to make this very clear. So, we had something called the useless swap um, a long time ago when we created our first swapper contract. It actually worked by sending BNB to the swapper contract, and then it would yeet you back uh, tokens. Um, and it was 
it was designed as a way to make interaction a little easier for people like behind like an iPhone where it was a little bit more difficult to swap on pancake swap. So you can still, if you like, send BNB to the swapper contract. But if you send BNB to the useless contract, it will get lost. Please stop doing that. So um, fortunately, we do have a function in our contract that allows us to extract BNB that had been sent to the token contract. But it's a manual process. Sometimes it can take a week or two for us to get the multi-sig up and running and to log it and to go through and do all the processes for it when we have time and all of us are together. So like, don't do it. It's a pain in the butt for us. It's a pain in the butt for you. So if you want to do it, send BNB to the swapper contract, not the contract address for the token. That will get you in hot water. So don't do that. Um, and we've noticed a lot of the issues where we've been really focusing on people just, just use the dApp, use the dApp, um, that we've noticed a lot less, a lot fewer incidents of people sending BNB to the token contract address and us having to spend the time to send it back. Um, again, we're locked behind a multi-sig. Interacting with the contract requires one multi-signature transaction, and then it requires another multi-signature transaction to send the BNB your way. So it's a pain in the butt. Um, so please, please stop sending BNB to token contracts. <laughs> um, so I'm not advertising it anymore. You still can, um, but you know, using the the swapper is probably the best way to do it. If you use Pancake Swap, it still helps our ecosystem. It doesn't hurt. Um, so don't feel bullied or pressured into using the dApp. If you don't like it or don't want to use it, you don't have to. Um, but we've built this out for your convenience and in a way that best helps the ecosystem. And if you are in a situation where it's easiest for you to send tokens to uh, the swapper, I'm oh, sorry, BNB to the swapper, don't ever send tokens, um, then you can do that, but just know what you're doing. If you have questions, ask. Um, a lot of people screw it up. So just as a general rule, that's why we kind of steered away from that. Right on. So nobody else wants to try their hand at a good question to get $250 worth useless from the audience. <laughs> Got a quiet, shy crowd today. Uh, I think every time we do a, a Twitch stream, um, we pop in and there's a lot of people listening um, and not a lot of people jumping up to speak. And it's kind of always been that way for some reason. So yeah. we love you and appreciate you. If you decide to not hop up, I respect that. Um, but it is interesting because in a lot of other AMAs and stuff like that, people are just like clamoring over each other. So, huh. I mean, it's quiet. It could say something to the fact that, you know, you are so open and uh, answer questions so thoroughly. I think that, you know, there's a lot of potential places that don't don't get so deep into the answers. So maybe no one actually has any questions because you're so thorough. <laughs> hey, could I get a word in uh, real quick? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry. awesome. Well, I think that we should probably shut oh, it down. Unless you're Amir? Amir I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <That was> ironic. <laughs> no wonder. Um, no, What's I just up? wanted to say, um, you know, working with the Eclipse contract uh, that I've been working with. I'm not uh, hearing Amir. 
Oh. oh, I can hear him. Can everyone else hear him? I can hear him pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you may have I to translate him. then. I hear him. Yeah, okay. I can't hear him at all. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Kark. You're just gonna have to get it uh, after the fact. <laughs> He'll tell you after the fact. He said, yeah. Kark. <laughs> but um, um, well, someone can translate too. Okay, so I'll let him. Amir, Amir can speak, and I'll be quiet, and then someone else can tell me what he said. <laughs> when? Okay, go, Amir. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, working with the Eclipse contracts that uh, Mark, uh, you know, uh, put together, and uh, and Kark, you know, um, it's been, you know, really awesome. You know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Mark uh, is amazing. I know that's been said uh, a million times, but, um, no, he really... Uh, set it up really awesome for me um, to just come in and you know and plug and play kind of uh, in a way uh, that actually makes a lot of sense and uh, it's been awesome like freaking every function that I use from the contract it's like a breeze and it just works and makes sense and just makes everything so much easier for me to maintain and you know and to use inside of that so I just want to throw that out there shout out to Mark uh, he's, he's freaking awesome and, uh, you know, really, I think we're building uh, some awesome, uh, you know, exciting things in the app. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just really, really, really excited. <laughs> so I just, I just had to get that out of my <laughs> test and into the, into the void here. So <laughs> that's awesome. Into the void. I don't because because <laughs> David can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> is, is is he is he done now? Yeah, he said uh, he said that he was like a big kudos to Mark for the Eclipse contracts because they've been really easy to work with. Um, like everything's been thought about, easy to integrate for him, and uh, he's really excited about the stuff you got going on with the app. Did I catch yeah. that all? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that's good. So just shout out, shout, shouting out to Mark. <laughs> shouting out to Mark, he said. <laughs> awesome. Well, Amir, if you're talking, I'm talking over you right now. I apologize, but you know, thanks for all that you do as well. And sorry for talking over you. You probably thought I was a big jerk. Sky <laughs> does that to me on occasion, where she'll be muted and I'll be having a conversation and get so angry with us because uh, <laughs> she just thinks we're just talking over her. And then she's like, "Guys, I was muted and I got mad at you again." It's kind of funny. <laughs> it, the way it worked out was actually hilarious too, because he was like, "Hey, I'm just going to jump in here and say a few things," and you're like, "All right, well, if nobody's got anything else, literally, like without skipping a syllable, all right, well, then, if nobody's got anything else, we're going to dip out for the day." <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was just, the irony was just hilarious. I am sorry, here. Amir. <laughs> yeah, no I don't way. know why. You, Kark. It seems like every stream you lose someone for a little bit. Yeah, I don't get it. But <laughs> um, I'm just looking to see if Amir has the his mic muted or not, and that's just that's just I'll just shut up if it's unmuted. So <laughs> I don't know. I can I can hear him. I think everyone else can. So. All right. Well, I think this might be a good time to call it. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, unless someone wanted to sneak a question in right now, request now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> yeah, and if no one else does, uh, which it's looking like no one's going to, JY, just send me your uh, BSC re receive address. 
And Calico, I'm going to give you a bug finder reward. So I want that as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab his for you. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, Scott, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm driving, so I'll, I'll message you on Discord if that's okay when I'm done yeah, driving. Yeah, no problem. What? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good, happy Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks for being here. You too. See you later.